Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. monster the Japanese call Godzilla has just walked out of Tokyo Bay. We begin the attack on Earth now. We persuaded the thing to help you with what little power it has left. Godzilla now reigns supreme and will, in all probability, continue his march towards Tokyo, destroying everything in his path as they go. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Welcome to the Kaiju Cast, everybody. The only podcast that I am aware of that is 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. I'm here actually in Chicago for the seventh episode of the Kaiju Cast. I'm recording stuff at the 16th annual G Fest, which is the Godzilla convention put on by G Fan Magazine. And so, all during this episode, I'm going to have some really cool clips and interviews, some really awesome stuff, actually. So, I hope you enjoy the show. And we're going to go ahead and get started with a track from Godzilla vs. The Thing.
You've just heard three wonderful tracks from three different monster movies. We started with Mothra on the Hilltop from Godzilla vs. The Thing, then moved into Markalite Flying Atomic Heat Projector from The Mysterians, and ended up with The Destruction of Shibuya from Gamera 3. So as I mentioned, this is my G-Fest episode, and aside from going and enjoying myself at the uh, convention, I also grabbed a few people during the uh, time I was there and made them chat with me for a little bit. If you're unfamiliar with G-Fest or G-Fan, here's an interview that should get you a little more acquainted with it. So I've sequestered J.D. Lee's editor of G-Fan magazine and organizer of G-Fest. So, J.D., let's uh, start with a little history of the festival. What motivated you to get this whole thing started? Well, I started producing a fanzine about Godzilla and Japanese monsters called G-Fan, and uh, through word of mouth, it got quite popular, and a lot of people started sending in articles and art and product reviews and so forth and uh, we were doing a lot of communicating but we were scattered all over the country and we would never met so we decided just to get together one weekend and Chicago was a central location for all of us and uh, we had such a good time there were about 20 people there that first meeting and we thought hey you know we've, we're having a ball let's see if we can organize a, a convention and invite everybody who's reading the magazine and it just kind of took off from there and here we are you know 15 or 16 years later it's amazing. So I know it's a lot of work putting on something like this. Uh, do you have a favorite part of G-Fest that you look forward to every year? I look forward to many things. I think one thing that surprises people that I tell about it, they say, well, you know, what do you do there? Well, we have guests from Japan, uh, actors and technicians that we've seen the work of over the years and fans actually get a chance to meet them and talk to them. That's always a thrill. Learn about behind the scenes stories. Uh, we have a modeling instruction and contest and to see the work on that is fantastic. People do music videos, amateur videos and the quality of them is incredible and it's a lot of fun to see that. We have 
a fabulous costume contest that gets bigger and bigger every year. Uh, so there are just a whole bunch of things. And to say which one do I like the best, it, it's really hard to pick because it's a package. And I think that's why people like the convention too. Yeah, I, I just, for the listeners out in my podcast, I just left from the big uh, video presentation. I thought it was great, the whole thing, the costume contest, the G Purdy, that was great. Everything was just well done. I, I enjoyed myself thoroughly. So how's the magazine going these days? Uh, the magazine is uh, pretty stable. I don't do much uh, promotion work. You know, we hit a peak uh, a few years ago, and then... Uh, stores closed, distributors collapsed, various things happened, and uh, so the readership has stayed fairly stable, but uh, not at its peak. I'm a working teacher, and I don't really have much time to uh, do promotion, and I'm kind of hoping things stay the way they are, and then when I retire in a few years, I can start really having some fun with it and do some promotion, work with smaller distributors, and I, I think there's still a lot of potential for growth, and I just have to put in the effort, and for that, I need some more time. So um, I, I'll admit, I don't really know much about what goes on behind the scenes with GFAN and GFest, but I'm curious to find out like how the relationship with Toho is going. Well, Toho, the company that produces the Godzilla movies, they were a little wary of us at first because they thought maybe we were trying to muscle in on their character. Uh, but over the years, I think they've realized that we're actually good for Godzilla and keeping the interest in him alive. And uh, they are very cooperative with us. We have a good, normal business relationship with them, and we book films from them. And uh, they gave us their good wishes uh, for this G-Fest, their general manager in California did. And so, you know, I'd like to maybe develop a strong relationship in the future maybe get some more formal participation from them but we have a friendly and business-like relationship now so things are good all right so my last question is just about your celebrity guests you've had an amazing list I know including uh, Nakajima Satsuma Yuasa and even Kenji Sahara this year are there any guests you'd like to come or uh, have for next year or the following year or just sometime in the future well, there's always a debate, and some people like the actors and their autograph hounds and so forth, and some people like the technicians and the special effects guys because they can tell how the work is all done and how the costumes are built. So uh, I guess I, I would pick a couple. First of all, I'd love to have Kumi Mizuno because she's a fan favorite, and I think people would go wild to have her here. Uh, Akira Takarada, who's in the first and the last one, a very popular actor among fans, would be nice to have. And also uh, Shinji Higuchi. Gucci, who is a master of special effects and has done some really fabulous stuff. Uh, he's a, also a wild and crazy guy here, so I think he would be a great guest too. So we're working on all of these possibilities, and I think we're going to get some of these people in the future too. Awesome, man. Well, I've had a great time here this year. Thanks again for taking the time to interview here. All right, so I'm sitting here with the Tharps. This is Miles, Jay, and Noah. Miles, how old are you? Ten. And how many times have you been to G-Fest? Seven. You've been seven times. That is impressive. What about you, Noah? How old are you? Uh, se seven. Seven. So how many times have you been? Seven. You've been seven times. I like the theme here. <laughs> so you've been ever since you were born. That's pretty cool. And Jay, how many times have you been to G-Fest? Uh, seven. Seven. Wow, this is a family of seven. <laughs> I'm not even going to say Ultra Seven because that would be just ridiculous. But So what's your favorite part of G-Fest? Uh, dealer's room. <laughs> the dealer's room is pretty amazing. Do you guys get to buy your own stuff? Yes. Did you buy anything this year? Yes. And uh, what was it? A toy? A figure? Yes. A character? 
Anything? Things you bought. Tell me. Yeah, what'd you get? How about this? I'll tell you what I got. I got uh, one of the Gamera figures from uh, from Gamera Little Braves, and I didn't have any figures of Ebera, the the lobster character. So I got one of those guys. What'd you get? I know I got a Gamera figure. <laughs> Excellent. And a Godzilla. So what's your favorite part of the uh, the G Fest experience, Noah? Same as him. The dealer's room, yeah. Jay, do you have anything to say about that? It's the same thing, or what? Um, their their love for the dealer's room cost me money. <laughs> <laughs> but we love it, man. We we love the dealer's room, and we love hanging out uh, in the hotel. And we, we enter models in the contest, and... Um, we just love everything about it. Excellent. So you're in the you're in the model contest. Yeah, we've got the really really cheesy Dayglow Godzilla down there with the black light. Oh, the the King Goji, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I did take a picture of that. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much, and I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you coming here, and I appreciate you talking to me today. Sakai River. Land, air, and sea units of the nation's defense force have gone into action in an effort to prevent the huge green monster from retreating back into the ocean, and of course to destroy it.
destroy him without deadly labor. This is the end, then. Those two songs were First Meeting from Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla and Gargantua's Last Stand from a kaiju cast favorite band, Man or Astro Man. I really wish those guys would put out something new or at least come up with some creative reason for their absence in the music world. Uh, if you haven't heard Man or Astro Man, you really need to go check them out. They're a great, great band, and uh, I hope they come up with something. So as I've uh, so as I've said before, it's been ten years since I've been to G Fest. When I went in 1999, the in hotel TV channel was playing like nonstop Godzilla and Ultraman and Super Robot shows and just the coolest stuff. Um, my impression, my first impression of the convention this year was actually the same thing. The coolest stuff was on TV. I walked into my hotel room, and the new Ultraman show was on. I just loved being able to hop up to the room, taking a break for a bit, and just there's stuff you'd never see at home playing on the television. It totally rocked. It was awesome. Um, anyway, the uh, first day, once I picked up my registration, I immediately started checking out the panels. Aside from the panels, uh, there were the model kit room and the art contest room and the Artist Alley, which was really cool. I'll have some uh, really cool interviews that I can play from there to eat up some space on a few episodes. And then there was the game room. And they even had video games going on in the big main sort of room where you registered for the show. Uh, One huge draw for me was the dealer room, which, by the way, had an insane line form about an hour before the doors opened. I took some pictures of that, actually. They're up on my PhotoBucket account. And... uh, it was huge, this massive line for people waiting to get in. I did not stand in that line because I actually was not there to spend money. I was there to enjoy the show and sort of not spend money. Like that was my goal was the opposite. And it's a good thing too because if I had like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to blow, I would have walked out of there with at least three model kits and a bunch of those Marmot toys that – uh are more expensive than the Bandai stuff. And they had some Bandai figures that I really would have liked as well. Stuff from the uh, the memorial box, which I was unable to purchase. Anyway, G-Fest also has a deal with a local theater called the Pickwick, where G-Fest attendees are bussed over to the theater and they get to watch a couple of movies with like-minded kaiju fans. It's, it's an amazing experience to be able to do this, people. If you haven't seen a movie with other kaiju fans in the theater. It is really amazing. The first night, we got to see Mysterians, and um, I was actually so wiped out by the end of that day that I caught myself dozing a few times. But, you know, I've already seen it a bunch, and um, I probably needed that sleep, right? But uh, anyway, the second night, we watched Godzilla vs. The Thing. And, you know, the the Mysterians is such a serious movie. Um, Watching the lighthearted Mothra vs. Godzilla was a real treat, and the audience went nuts for the people when they came on screen. It was really, really great to watch, and of course, they laughed at all the appropriate parts. And afterwards, I actually caught up with a couple of guys outside the theater and kind of got their impressions. All right, so first off, give me your names. Oh, my name is Ridge. Andre. Casey. All right, guys, how long have you guys been uh, coming here to G-Fest? Probably about six, seven years. This is my fourth straight year. Yeah, since it's been coming to Chicago every year. 
Awesome. So uh, just walked out of Mothra versus Godzilla. Godzilla versus the thing. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was most triumphant. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it very well. The fight scenes were really well choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty good movie. First time I've seen it on the big screen, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I've never seen that on the big screen either. One of my uh, favorites from the olden days, definitely. Yes, definitely. Definitely top five. Definitely top five. So it's a good pick. Did you guys get to see Mysterians last yes, night, too? Yes, I go to every movie every year. Every movie every year. That's good. So you're regular here at the Pickwick. Yes. Are you guys all local? No, I'm, I'm in Lansing. It's like 30 minutes away. We We're all live in the southern Lansing. suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. So we come up every year. I'm from uh, Oregon. Yes. <laughs> you gonna be here next year? I don't know. Maybe it kind of depends on kind of depends on funding and so forth. Because uh, next year they they said they're not doing it here, but yeah. they're doing it in Chicago, just not at the Crown Plaza. Yeah, not at the Crown Plaza. Cool. So you, have you guys had a good time at the fest too? Oh, of course, of course. It's always yeah, if fun. I, if I didn't, I wouldn't have come for four straight years. Four straight years. Yeah, you guys come a lot. That's good. That's good. Cool. Look forward, look forward to the the last movie. You know. Yeah, yeah uh, we are because neither of us has seen it. So. All right. Well, you should interview us after the next movie. <laughs> cool. Thanks, guys. So actually, my friend Joseph and I did stay for the second movie, which was the Gilala sequel. And holy mother of God, is that a train wreck? I'm I'm actually gonna have to have a separate show to cover Gappa and Gilala. And uh, that that sequel to Gilala because it was it was amazingly bad, um, but it was also good. There were weird parts, and I'm gonna have to watch it again because, of course, I fell asleep a couple times during that as well. I know I'm not not the best Godzilla fan out there, but uh, the next day I was able to run around the show and get a few more interviews from a few more people, including. I'm talking with Robert Scott Field, a.k.a. Android M11, from Godzilla vs. King Ghidra. Robert, how did you get that role? Um, I was doing a radio program in Japan. It was a three-hour live radio program, and I was doing it three days a week, uh, three, days, three nights a week, actually. It started at midnight went to 3 a.m., and one of the, the uh, personalities on the show was uh, Kazuki Omori, who is a Japanese director, and he's done uh, two of the Godzilla movies, and one of, I think he wrote another one. And he was looking to put some foreigners in the movie, and I was translating for the different countries that we were talking through in this radio program. And he says, can you act? And I said, well, I can try. And he says, are you athletically built? And I said, well, look at me. Do I look athletically built? Yeah, you do. Okay. So I went for an interview and a you know, tryout in, in Tokyo. We were in Osaka doing the program. We went to Tokyo, and they gave me the job. It started very small and they got very big. So it's actually in the end run, if you look at the movie, I mean, they're at least an hour, if not more. And so it's a very good part in the end. So I was very happy with it. Yeah, yeah very good. So when you were on the set, did you have any input, uh, not only for your role, but also for the rest of the movie? As seeing as how got a lot of Japanese, you know, actors and the director and the personalities there. And you were representing sort of a Caucasian role in the film. Um, with the Japanese that I spoke in the film, I had very little leeway. They wanted me to pretty much do it that way. I speak in Osaka dialect, so the most thing I, the thing I had to be careful with, they wanted it in the Tokyo dialect, 
And so I had to be careful with the way I spoke. It's kind of like a New Yorker and a guy from L.A. It's just a, you know, they can understand each other, but it's different. And so uh, that's basically what I had to be careful with. Other than that, the English, uh, they would have me do a little bit of English in the movie itself, but simple things that they would understand. But they gave me some crazy lines. I said, there's nobody's going to understand these lines. And so can I work with it? And they said, okay, if it means the same thing, that's okay. So they pretty much gave me free reign in the areas you know, where I was speaking English. So if Toho were to bring back Mecha King Ghidra in onto the big screen, would you hope to play the brain again? Yeah, <laughs> that's a funny way to say it. Yeah, yeah. No one ever said I had brains before, but now I feel pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd actually like, I'd like to do the action scenes again because I love that kind of stuff. Uh, I love the running. I love picking up jeeps and stuff like that. You know, they have Terminator Four now. Hey, <laughs> they should make another Godzilla movie with M11. You know, M11 comes back. I, I'd love to play it if they had it, and I hope they do someday. So, do you have any current projects you're working on right now? Uh, in the movie arena, no. Um, I do a lot of I don't even know what's called where you, they put sensors on you and you make game software and so they uh, motion caption. I, so I, I do a lot of that for Biohazard and for all these other kind of game soft. I do a lot of voice work right now. Um, I'm writing songs. Uh, I'm writing a book and just keeping myself pretty much busy. Busy, but there's not really much in the movies uh, right now in the f near future. So cool. Well, you're keeping yourself busy. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So one of the artists that I met in Artist Alley in uh, at G Fest was named Dang. And he was a really cool guy. He had a lot of tattoos. I got a lot of tattoos. So I immediately was interested in what his work was. But instead of just having prints or having uh, something else with art on it for sale, he actually had these graphic novels. Now, I'm a big-time comic book fan, but I think what I'm actually a little more a fan of is self-publishing. And self-publishing has been around for a long time. A lot of people used to just make zines, which if you don't know, zines are when you take your own work and you photocopy them a million times and you staple them all together into little tiny magazines and you sell them for like a buck or something. In Portland, they were pretty popular. I know you could actually get some at the big giant bookstore Powell's here because Powell's was so cool at the time that they would sell those. Uh, but anyway, Dang has done his own graphic novel. And if you know anything about the comics industry, you know that it's slowly been um, getting away from the giant two guys to now there's kind of like Marvel, DC, Image, Dark Horse, etc., etc., etc. And now there are smaller companies popping up and the, the content that they have is really fantastic. Well, uh, you can also do your own stuff, just like zines, except your ability to make something come across more professional is dramatically increased over the years, especially with um, internet sites where you can go and set up your own books, your own comics, and get them printed out for a nominal fee. Anyway, I spoke with Dang for a little while about his comic called Grey Duck. I'm Dang, and my graphic novel is Grey Duck, Volume of Roars. Uh, it's a next, uh, next phase in the kaiju genre, hopefully. Um, Mine is kind of born of pop culture and everybody's accumulated memories and nostalgia, so it's always familiar shapes and stuff pushing out of his form. Um, he's kind of born from the collective subconscious of everybody. Nobody's really sure if he's really necessarily good or bad, but he's there and 
He serves a purpose, but nobody's really sure what yet. And, of course, with any kaiju saga, there's other creatures, and uh, he has to deal with those, and those are definitely more evil, so <laughs> by default, I guess Greyduck is a good guy. My style is a little more abstract, I realize that, but for the most part, I have a good response. People get a chance to look at it, and they understand the language it carries through the whole thing. And once you see it, you get it all. If you flip through it quick, a lot of times it's a little abstract, but... Uh, if it's not abstract enough for you, I do have a 3D poster that'll melt the rest of your eyeballs. And uh, if any of your eyeballs remain, I have a large uh, prop limb that has uh, sharp stuff on it. So we're against the eyeballs this weekend, apparently. <laughs> Excellent. So how long did it, did it take you to actually complete your graphic novel before it was ready for, for uh, press? <clears throat> well, uh, I tattoo for my main uh, job so between that and usual life stuff on the side on the side on the side it took me about three years to make the book uh, it's about 140 pages and I wrote it you know drew it self-published it myself so yeah about three years excellent and uh, your style is very it seems very abstract but it also seems very familiar that it's almost got some of the old-school Japanese tattooing style to it yeah, I have a lot of reference from like the old uh, Japanese tattooing style and old like sailor style tattoos. Uh, also, from my youth, I, I stuck with a lot of Picasso reference and uh, styles like using like antique playing cards and stuff like that, where stuff is very simple but specific enough where you still can tell what's going on. Awesome. So, Dang, if they want to find you on their website, what do they do? You want to go to aladang.com, A-L-A-D-A-N-G.com. Uh, it's my blog there, and it, there's links to Grey Duck and my other tattoo stuff as well, and pretty much anything you need to know about me. I was able to pick up uh, Dang's artwork, and I got to say, uh, as I said in the interview, it's, it's very cool. What he does is very reminiscent of um, old-school tattoo, but since he's clearly a kaiju fan, it's, it's evident here. You can really see some of his stuff i also got aside from the the graphic novel i was able to pick up a uh, little postcard with um, a camera on it and it's really very very cool it's uh, up on my refrigerator right now but anyway i wanted to give a brief review of the gray duck uh, comic um, first off it is all in black and white which is totally fine a lot of comics that i actually used to read were only available in black and white like the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. If you know what I'm talking about, anybody who's as old as I am used to maybe read those. <laughs> those were only in black and white. So this was, uh, it doesn't bother me to not have it in color. The story is, um, it's very thorough, but it's also a little, takes a little while to get uh, your brain wrapped around it. it um, the artwork, though, is very cool. Um, like I've said before, just in talking about this, he's got some, he's got a really unique style. I have definitely never seen anybody else that does this kind of style before. And it's got a Japanese sort of old school tattoo feel to it. And, uh, I think it's the shading that makes it look more Japanese to me. Very, uh, looks, looks kind of like wind bars and so forth. But anyway, I don't want to tell you what the story's about, but there's two giant monsters and they're like Dang said, they're sort of uh, from the consciousness of, uh, of the world. But that's uh, definitely, you should check it out. You should go to thevoidskull.deviantart.com. Check out his other work. It's actually, I'll have a link to that in the show notes, of course. So there you go. That's uh, my review of Grey Duck. Definitely check it out.
So how many times uh, have you guys come to G-Fest? Oh, geez. Um, I've been coming since I was nine. So, like 16 years. So have you been to all of them then? No, I have not been to all of them. They started um, way back in uh, the early, early 90s. I started in 98. So how about you? This is my first one. Excellent. Are you enjoying it so far? I'm not that big a Godzilla fan, so it's been an off and on experience. (laughs) (laughs) You are, though, because you've been back every year. Yeah, I've been back every year. I started out as a fan, and now I'm running rooms and stuff. Oh, cool. So, like, what's uh, what are you running this year? Uh, I run all of the uh, gaming. It's all the video gaming and uh, a little bit of tabletop. And uh, I also help out with the costume contest. Well, actually, I haven't talked to anybody about the gaming. Do you want to, like, tell sure. some of the people about, like, what, what's... Tell, tell us a little bit about the gaming room and, like, what's going on in that room. Okay. Well, um, the gaming room started as a bunch of people dragging TVs down from their hotel rooms, like, five years ago into the lobby and playing games. And then finally, they just gave us a room because they were tired of sitting in the hallway and blocking up traffic. And it's grown um, so big that it's uh, actually one of the most visited rooms at G-Fest. Uh, we get on a high year for the competition that we do, the tournament of the new game is about uh, 160 to 200 people. Um, and that's just the people that enter the tournament. And um, we try to bring Godzilla video games from all of the classic old systems to the newer stuff for just free play so people can check them out, see that they exist, enjoy playing them. And then on Saturday, we actually have a competition where it's uh, free to enter and we have over $500 worth of prizes for an adults and a children's category. And that's that's been fairly popular over the years. So very cool. So, if uh, if if anybody is a fan of any Godzilla game, you guys have pretty much all of the the historical, the, even the old stuff here too. I saw Super Battles, right? Yeah, Godzilla Super Battles. I, I have some much older ones that I didn't even bring this year. All going back to like the rare Japanese Game Boy games. Cool. So you're gonna be involved with it next year too. Yeah, I'm gonna be involved with it next year, and uh, hopefully every year to come after that that they're doing G Fest. Excellent. Thank you very much.
Ridiculous. You have no claim. I ask you to do only what I think is right, sir. That's enough. If you're not careful, I'll see that you're sued for interfering with private enterprise. And you, sir, you're the one who financed this. Can't I persuade you to listen? I'm sorry, I can be of no help here. Oh, it is my money, true. But really, Kumayama decides these things. We know better than that. You may think whatever you like. The egg belongs to the island. I see. And you think I just accept your word, is that right? You must substantiate your statements with proof. Sorry, Kumayama. We'll have to accept it. The real owner is Modra. Thing. The thing? What is this? Really, gentlemen. If that's the case, let's see the power of attorney given to you by the thing. What an idea. <laughs> power of attorney. You'll just have to take our word, that's all. Kumiyama, I see no point in prolonging this. Hmm. Show them out. You heard what he said. Go on. You, show them out. All right. Let's go. Come on. Get away. Sir, you're making a tragic mistake. Is that so? I understand you both met the girls last night. Return the egg. Please return the egg. What are they doing here? They came here to reason with you. We have an idea. We'll buy the girls. You get rich? You're crazy. What are you talking about? Golden opportunity. A monstrous egg with these two tiny girls. We'll give you 200,000 yen in advance. 200? Listen. Listen to me. Huh? Don't pass this up. That's enough. Let's get out of here. Wait. Don't go. I'll double the price. What do you ask? I'll pay you anything you want. Wait. Listen. We can come to terms. So this is it. This is probably the reason everybody is uh, tuning into this special episode is to hear uh, my interview with Kenji Sahara, the uh, actor extraordinaire from a ton of Godzilla movies. I mean, this guy was in he was in the first Godzilla movie, he played a very, very small extra role on the boat. But then, you know, from 54 all the way through just actually till the end of the series, he 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 was a staple to the to the to the films and I just was very happy that I was able to sit down and talk with him for a little while uh, so without further ado this is the interview with Kenji Sahara to begin with I would like to express my appreciation not only for your work in the Godzilla and Ultra Q series but that you've come to this convention to speak to the fans of your films so thank you very much for being here Thank you very much for inviting me to Chicago. I really appreciate uh, fans in America. I uh, really love my work, Ultra Q and Godzilla and some other kaiju movies. My first kaiju film was Rodan. And as a child, I made my parents rent that movie so many times. For me, it was one of Toho's last frightening monster films. For example, your character, Shigeru, experienced that terror firsthand by being trapped in the cave with the baby Rodan and the mega neurons. When you were being cast in those roles in the 1950s, did you have any idea that Godzilla and these monsters would leave their roles as creatures of terror and become so iconic and heroic to the world? Yeah, I didn't 
So I never dreamed uh, that uh, uh, monsters, kaiju, would be a kind of idol or hero. First, I worked on the Rodan, you know, the kaiju, the Rodan was very uh, scary. So uh, I just wanted to act as naturally as possible. Uh, actually, the, those you know, monsters coming out, what would be my reaction? That was my uh, acting plan. So the director of the movie, uh, Mr. Ishiro Honda, he taught me a lot and he taught me uh, how to uh, act naturally uh, and uh, so that was, that I, I followed him uh, instructions. I know that one of your favorite roles uh, was working on Matango, another creepy film, as Koyama. He was a villain of sorts and uh, so I just had to know, do you prefer playing the hero or the villain? It was more interesting to act uh, villains. My favorite role of yours is actually Jiro Torahata from uh, Mothra vs. Godzilla. Your character is just so slick and so sly about his dealings with Koreyama. It's wonderful. So for the Torahata's uh, character, i really uh, doing my best. So I'm proud of uh, playing that role. I'd love to know how you enjoyed working on the newer Godzilla movies as a supporting actor. It was great to see Toho and the directors of those films like bringing you and other classic actors back as the years went on. So how did it feel to be included in the more recent productions? Of course, it's uh, enjoyable to uh, play in the uh, recent Godzilla movies because uh, uh, Godzilla movies are my uh, life work and I really uh, appreciate uh, being it and especially the latest one, the uh, final words, uh, that was uh, final Godzilla actually, so uh, everybody is doing very best and uh, especially uh, my character uh, was named Jinguji Hachiro, uh, which was, uh, that was uh, the pen name of the Mr. Tomoyuki Tanaka. Mr. Tanaka was the creator and the producer for the full uh, Godzilla mo uh, series, so I, I was really happy to have uh, such a name for my character. Are you an actor who enjoys watching the films you've been in? Yeah, I, always I, I watch my movies. Always I see it. Lastly, I would love to relay something about your work on IshiroHonda.com to the listeners. Is there anything you would like to share? So IshiroHonda.com is operated by uh, Mr. Honda's son. And I am assisting him. I'm a, a kind of a, one of the member of the executive uh, committee. And uh, the, for the opening of the website, uh, I collected a comment a message from the actors in, in uh, uh, Mr. Honda's movies. And, uh, and also, uh, we are working on his book, uh, which should be released very soon in Japan. And uh, we actors get together, and uh, it's, it was like a roundtable session discussion, and it was a more casual feeling. So we had a, a very good chat about uh, Mr. Honda. Thank you so much for your time and your efforts here today. Today. I'm just very thrilled to meet you, and I, I hope you have a really good time at this convention. Thank you very much. Best regards to everybody. Before I leave G-Fest, I wanted to make sure that I sat down with my friend Joseph here. Joseph is a member of the 501st, which I don't talk about very much on my show, but uh, we're both members. He's a, a Thai pilot. Imperial Thai fighter pilot. Yeah, and a, and a snow trooper too, yes, right? Yes, a snow trooper. Yeah, and for the listeners out there that don't know, I'm a, I'm a clone trooper. But uh, anyway, so Joseph and I were talking at DragonCon last year and started talking about Godzilla, and because he's from Chicago, 
um, we hooked up while we were here and went to G-Fest. And Joseph, you go almost every year, right? I've been here at least uh, six years now. Sweet. So what'd you think of this year? Actually, it was pretty good. I was really appreciated the costumes. Um, there was a lot of hard work put into it. The quality was very good. Usually other years they have uh, more entries, but this year they didn't. But the costumes really made up for it. And they did put on a little drama in the beginning, which I did enjoy a that lot. That was cool. That was, was cool. So, cool. Just so, so everybody knows out there, what happened is at the very beginning of the costume contest, the uh, organizers, they set up a little skit where they had three of the Kamakuras's come out and beat on a Godzilla egg. And a uh, little Minya came out, and then Godzilla came out, and it was really, I thought that was really pretty cool, man. I'm glad I got to hook up with you this time. So thanks again for tooling around with me and hey. helping pass out stickers. That was really cool. I was <laughs> glad to be here. I was glad to help you out. It was just as much as fun for me as it was for you. Oh, so let me put you on the spot here. Do you have a favorite Godzilla song that I could play? Oh, gee. it has to be from uh, Godzilla and King Ghidorah. Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, something right. from that? You got yes. it, dude. Just for you. This one's for Joseph. All right, well, that just about wraps things up here at uh, the Kaiju Cast for our seventh episode, our G-Fest episode. Uh, once again, I would like to say I had a really good time at the convention. It's always really fun to meet and hang out with Godzilla fans and, you know, meet new people, too. I also wanted to let you guys know the last tracks that you guys heard before the Kenji Sahara interview. I played uh, Gilala's Rock from the X from Outer Space, Ultraman's theme song, and an audio excerpt from Mothra vs. Godzilla, the dubbed version. And then right after my interview with Joe, I played Godzilla Comes Ashore in Hokkaido from Godzilla vs. King Ghidra and Garuda Attack March from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, the 1991 film. So that uh, that will do it. That's pretty much all I have. I don't have any news for this episode, and it's uh, about an hour since we started. So 
it's time to close it out. Um, I will say that if you uh, found this podcast from iTunes or some other podcast directory and you want to check out the blog, make sure you visit the website, kaijucast.com. And uh, if you'd like to make suggestions or share some input for the show, even criticism, I'd like to hear it. You could also make requests. If you want to put in a music request, I'd be happy to do my best to play it. Just send an email to controller at kaijucast.com and I'll make sure to write you back. I'm going to leave you with one final track before the show ends. This is my favorite song from my favorite Godzilla movie, Monster Zero. Thank you.